0: Welcome back to South Florida Sunday, Sharina with you. Now, February is Heart Month, and here to talk with us about what it means for our community and for the American Heart Association is Dr. Christopher Hawk, an interventional cardiologist with HCA Florida JFK Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hawk. Hi, Sharina. Thank you for the welcome. Glad to be here. (laughs) I'm glad to have you as well. So, Can you tell us how long you've been in medicine and what made you choose this career?
1: Sure. Uh, My journey, I think about 16 years ago, was the start of medical school at the University of Miami, and cardiology just gripped me. It was the early days where we were kind of starting to do minimally invasive aortic valve replacements, a procedure called a TAVR. And so seeing that was very inspiring and kind of launched my path. And I've been practicing for about five years now and kind of doing interventional and structural cardiology on my own.
0: So you said interventional cardiologist. Can you kind of explain what that means?
1: Sure. It's a subspecialty of cardiology. So um, it's focused on doing the procedural side where you Take pictures of coronary arteries. You do measurements of oxygen saturation, flows in the heart, and then also have the ability to intervene. So you can open up arteries using balloons and stents and other fancy tools. And then there is a structural world where you go from interventional to not just working on the coronary arteries, but to working on valves and holes in the heart um, without needing to use a, a big incision.
0: That's amazing. Um, so, what is Heart Month all about, and what does it mean to you as like a doctor?
1: Really about awareness to make uh, everyone aware uh, of the potential harms of heart disease Mm -hmm. and to also make sure they know that there's a lot that we can do to prevent the kind of the illness that comes with it.
0: Yeah, I understand that. So what are some of the, I guess, leading causes, maybe like family history or blood pressure?
1: Sure, yeah. So we like to remind people that uh, family history is extremely important. So a lot of people don't really know kind of um, about their history and how much that can play a part um, in having sort of an early bad outcome of heart disease such as an early heart attack or stroke. Uh, checking your blood pressure is important. We call that one of the, like, the silent killers is having a really high blood pressure because you may not feel it for long periods of time. Um, so that's another thing to get checked and to be aware of. And then just the simple things like a good healthy diet, not processed foods, um, low salt intake, and also just getting healthy sleep can go a long way.
0: Okay, okay. And so Heart Month has a theme every single year. What's this year's theme?
1: It's a cool theme, I think. The theme is Nation of Lifesavers. It's encouraging us all to get a CPR training class or Uh learn the two steps to hands-on only CPR. I think it's important because what we're really trying to target is, is sudden death there, and if a lot of, I think, non-medical personnel are trained in things that can quickly help save a life in the event that someone does have a witnessed cardiac arrest, it would go, you know, a long way to kind of preventing tragedy.
0: Yes, exactly. It's nothing like you know seeing someone in trouble and not being able to help them. So,
1: for sure, I think TPR um, is important, um, and that's one of the major first steps in ACLS training. Um, even basic life support training is huge, um, but even just knowing that quick and early uh, CPR is incredibly important. I think that the scary thing is people are afraid to push hard Mm -hmm. because they think that maybe they're going to hurt the person that is, you know, kind of sick and on the ground and and essentially dying. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing more important you can do than pushing really hard and deep into the chest to circulate oxygenation to improve not only the chance of survival, but also having um, brain function.
0: Right, right. A lot of the times when uh, people are being saved, they're being saved by family members or like someone that you know. Yeah. Well, if you think about it,
1: who are you going to, you know, wh- where are you most probable to kind of rest in front of? And that's in front of people that you care about, people that you spend time with, you know, so it's going to be a lot less common that you're kind of right in front of, uh, you know, a trained healthcare professional. More often, it's going to be, you know, your, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, or a friend. And so having those people around you trained and knowledgeable about what to do is really important. So I tell my family all the time stories from the hospital just so that they're aware and uh, and able to act in the moment in a way that again makes I think saving life more probable.
0: Yeah exactly and let's talk about heart disease when we say the word heart disease what does that cover? We
1: say heart disease to really cover cardiovascular, which means the heart and the blood vessels involved, and that can um, span, I think, actually multiple subspecialties. It can involve neurologists, it can involve pediatric cardiologists, and then adult cardiologists,
0: okay. And
1: um, and that spans a lot of different diseases, congenital heart defects, strokes, heart attacks, um, electrical problems like AFib. I think you hear a lot about that from friends, people right. on TV. So all of those fall under the, the classification of heart disease.
0: And I'm sure like one question you get all the time is what is the difference between a heart attack and cardiac arrest? Because they're different.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, great question. And um, somewhat of a, a nuanced difference, but a heart attack involves a um, a lack of blood flow to the heart through the coronary arteries so it's really kind of like a plumbing problem. The coronary arteries supply the muscle of the heart with important oxygenation that allows it to pump and so when there's a disruption in flow or plumbing of blood flow to the the heart muscle that's a a heart attack, Um, there is another kind of distinct but related problem which is the cardiac arrest which is an electrical problem of the heart so electrically the heart is typically moving too fast in a disorganized fashion mm-hmm. to move blood forward, and so that's characterized as an arrest or an electrical problem. I think the thing that's important to know is that they can happen independent of one another. They can also happen in conjunction, so you can mm-hmm. have you know, a heart attack with no flow to the muscle uh, that does not lead to a cardiac arrest. You can have a cardiac arrest that um, has nothing to do with lack of flow to the heart. But you can also have a really bad heart attack that is so bad that it can lead to cardiac arrest.
0: Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. Um, So with someone who's having, let's say, a cardiac arrest or even a heart attack, um, can you tell the difference? Or do they have to see a medical professional to kind of know?
1: A cardiac arrest is a cardiac arrest. And that's going to be very clear in the moment. They're going to lose consciousness and they will be pulseless. A heart attack is maybe uh, a bit more subtle and can present typically or atypically. Um, You can have chest pressure, squeezing, um, and it may last several minutes to hours. It may come, it may go. Um, Sometimes it can radiate to certain parts of the body like the jaw or the stomach or the back. Um, It may involve trouble breathing. It may also be somewhat less typical, meaning you just kind of feel nauseous and sweaty and, and not well. And the people that are more likely to experience that kind of less typical, you know, chest tightness or jaw pain are women. They're going to feel more of the atypical symptoms, kind of like the nausea, vomiting, Mm -hmm. stuff that you may not necessarily recognize as heart disease right away.
0: Right. Because with a heart attack, some of the symptoms sometimes are just very easy to ignore. They seem like normal symptoms when someone gets a cold or or, or sick. So that's...
1: Yes, they can be very easy to ignore and those are the difficult ones because while we have increased awareness a lot and a lot of people come in and we are able to get there quickly and timely and save and prevent a lot of damage, um, it's not uncommon for us to see people who just think that, well, it's just indigestion or it really wasn't that bad. And then we come to find out that, man, they have had a really big heart attack and the heart is, is, you know, severely damaged as a result.
0: And then I've also heard this about heart attacks. Sometimes you get a little bit of a warning and then if you don't get that checked out or fixed, then it progresses and becomes worse and worse. Is that true?
1: Sure. Yeah. There, there. It may. It may just come out of nowhere and, and be very and just bang hit you. But there can also be like a stuttering effect where you know you you have a few warning uh, symptoms where you've got some chest comfort and then you just kind of you know, drink some water, you do whatever you do to calm down and it goes away and then those episodes increase in frequency and kind of build up to the moment where boom, there's just sort of irreversible and intractable chest pain that is profound and then you're having a full-blown heart attack, so, so being able to kind of understand that those are sort of precursors to, you know, the bigger event that's coming is really important and may go a huge way to saving you from becoming very sick or even dying.
0: And as a doctor, what is one thing you want everyone to kind of know about taking care of their heart?
1: In addition to kind of knowing some of these basic maneuvers to prevent death, Um, that we went over Mm -hmm. would be uh, living an active lifestyle. Being social, living an active lifestyle will prolong your life. Um, We know that being sedentary is actually dangerous.
0: And that can just mean like, you know, taking a walk around your local park or, you know, uh, doing another lap around the grocery store, right?
1: Correct. You do not need to be a hero. And in fact, if you're (laughs) not a major, you know, big athlete, and and you don't kind of do that, Uh, we would strongly recommend against going from zero to a 100. And and just as simple as, yeah, walking around your neighborhood a couple of times a day.
0: Are there any other things that can help, like, prevent uh, you ending up in the hospital with a heart issue?
1: I think seeing your doctor regularly is important. And then I think the other things that we talked about in terms of, you know, don't smoke cigarettes. Those Mm. we know um, have a huge impact. I I don't know off the top of my head, but I would say that almost half of the time that I come in in the night to open an artery, the patient is a smoker. And Mm. so that is a huge risk factor for having a heart attack. But beyond the smoking, it is controlling your blood pressure and potentially diabetes if you have it by seeing a doctor. Less salt, you know, less processed foods, vegetables, fruits, and then getting, you know, getting exercise in.
0: What are some like innovative things that are happening with heart research and surgery today?
1: I think that uh, there are two that have come along, you know, while I've been kind of practicing. One is a new balloon that actually can shock calcium. Um, to help us treat and open up coronary arteries. The other innovations really have been around developing new valves that we can put in through holes in the body um, that come in and work um, perfectly for old valves. And so we have been able to do that with the aortic valve. We are working on um, bringing a commercially available new tricuspid valve to the market um, through that can be delivered through the leg. And then multiple companies, too, have developed methods of treating the mitral valve um, without needing to make a large incision.
0: Things that are happening with heart research is amazing, especially with the surgeries, because before it was like all open heart surgeries. And now, like, you know, someone can go in in the morning and pretty much be released by the end of the day in some cases.
1: (laughs) It is really, really incredible. It's exciting and it's um, really invigorating to be a part of it.
0: Uh, So what are some local uh, projects that the American Heart Association is working on in like Palm Beach County right now?
1: Yeah, there's some great grassroots projects in Palm Beach and and up into the Treasure Coast now. Um, One is a project in Riviera Beach um, where the American Heart is uh, working with clinics on what they call produce prescriptions. So residents can go in for their checkup, and if they've got risk factors for heart disease, can get free meal kits delivered twice a month wow. um, to get healthy foods for their diet, which is a very cool initiative. Um, I think that the association is also um, putting on free exercise classes and then healthy cooking demos. This is also in partnership with um, clinics in in Riviera Beach, I think the, the urban farm. Um, so some really cool local projects there.
0: No, that is amazing. And it's really going to help out a lot of people, especially, you know, just being for them to be able to have access to the foods that they need to live a healthy lifestyle and everything.
1: Yeah, I think. It, and I think it jives with what we've been talking about in terms of healthy diets, exercise and active lifestyle. And um, and if you want to learn more, PBC at heart.org is a great resource.
0: OK. Um, and then so you are at HCA um, JFK. Hospital, Can you kind of walk us through what a patient might um, experience when they come walk through your doors for treatment?
1: First, we it's a great hospital in terms of treating people that are acutely ill. Um, we have almost all of the tools that are available to treat people that are acutely ill. Um, we've got special pumps that can support the heart while we open up arteries from the ER. So if something has happened to you and you're, I mean, acutely meaning kind of all of a sudden ill, we have all the tools equipped. The ER doctors are fantastic, as are the cardiac surgeons, and interventionalists. So we've got a full battery of team uh, that is, is really equipped and phenomenal at helping, including the intensivists and the heart failure specialists. So it, it's really kind of a multi-specialty team. The other cool part about it is that if it's something that we you know have been watching in terms of a valve that is a a big problem or um, you know we have a clinic that is staffed by both an interventionalist and a cardiac surgeon at the same time Mm. and so this is something that we have developed um, since we started this work on what we call a caver valve um, where we use a heart team approach so we combine an interventional cardiologist with a cardiac surgeon to be able to see a patient and make a determination as to the best course, uh, best method and course of action in terms of treatment. And so um, a lot of centers will have you meet with, you know, a surgeon and an interventionalist. It's cool about our clinic is that you can do that at the same time um, commonly. So we have got surgeon interventionalist there that will meet you and a whole team of nurse practitioners who are also super knowledgeable and helpful. And so I think that that is one of the really unique things that sets HCA. Um, Florida East uh, apart from the other hospitals is that real comprehensive heart team. And then the number of like really innovative and cutting edge technologies that are available to us. That
0: is amazing. Thank you so much for all the information and your time today, Dr. Hawk. How can our listeners kind of get in touch with you and and your office if they want to, you know, schedule an appointment?
1: So our valve clinic can be reached at 561 548 two five eight three. And that's gonna be our team of of specialists that will consider all of these kind of percutaneous, non invasive approaches to, to fix the heart.